0: Gavin, So back. We're
1: back at we again. We are back.
0: So Let me ask you a question. Indeed. Are all men evil?
1: Of course. What other answer is there? <laughs> they were born evil, bro.
0: Bro, men are literally evil. And men Every men are Every problem in our society? Oh.
1: Okay, that actually might be true, so I'm not, not going to finish yeah. this. But, <laughs> you know, it's like that family guy clip where it's like, name no. one problem. Men yeah
0: men are problems okay
1: you know i'm actually yeah. glad we have we have quite different scores for this movie
0: yeah no it will make it for interesting different i mean for, for interesting conversation but we're not just gonna we're not gonna hop into it right now we're gonna have a okay. little bit of intro we're gonna have a little bit of intro uh we'll want to try this out so what did you watch this week gavin anything interesting pull up your letterbox let's expose your letterbox what did you watch this week
1: we're doing a weekly we're doing a weekly watch catch up Right.
0: oh no, yeah i'm thinking about maybe doing this for the podcast you know, just talk about what movies you watch like this week
1: i'm down know? i'm down so i guess since last friday i've watched four movies yeah and they've all been the first th- uh four i guess yeah first three and a half they were all like early david cronenberg stuff because i'm watching crimes of the future tonight or i guess when this yeah. is, i will have already watched it but i'm watching crimes of the future tonight and yeah. so I want, I want to go through Cronenberg's filmography and I want to, you know, complete my, complete that, you know, and, um, they were, they were all mid, you know, they were all fine because they're yeah. his first films. Mm-hmm. And then last night I watched Ace Ventura because Pet Detective. Yeah. Pet Detective because it's one of my the favorites. Goat. And I was like, it's, goat, Jim Carrey. And I was like, it's 1230. I don't got, I yeah. don't have the brain power for anything else.
0: So, Yeah, that's a great watch. Some Cronenberg, some Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. I watched quite a bit, but I always watch quite a bit. You did watch quite a
1: bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, starting off, watched Top Gun Maverick. Oh, true. I get
1: yeah. I didn't talk about Top Gun, but I also watched Top Gun Maverick. If we want, I don't know
0: if we. Yeah, but you watched it on Thursday. I watched it on Friday.
1: I watched it on Friday. Um, You. I watched on Friday.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we're gonna do a podcast episode on these. Probably I don't think we will. I think it's already because so. I think
1: I've already posted my review of it too.
0: Yeah. So I think we'll just talk a little bit about it right now. It was good. Yeah. It was really it was good. It's probably very good. I I I can't believe it was as good as it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, Miles teller in that movie. What a mustache.
1: Honestly. Yeah, the mustache game what was a, strong.
0: What a and mustache. I
1: can't believe I actually like like if you had told me at the beginning of 2022 or like ever actually that a Top Gun sequel would be right next to would be right next to The Northman and like and and The Batman and the new mm-hmm. Celine Sciamma film as like one of my favorites of the year so far I would act like I, w- I would I wouldn't even know what to say to you but it's yeah. that's the reality we live in it's crazy
0: I'm going to be honest so far this year at this point in the year has been better than 2021 and 2020 for me mm. um, yeah, I mean because at this point in the year last year
1: No or, you're right. No, actually, or, yeah, I only right. had
0: I only had Violet Evergarden as a nine out of ten. I have at least two, maybe three, uh right now.
1: Yeah. And then okay. I'm looking back and I actually by this point last year I only had I had like Judas and the Black Messiah come out.
0: Yeah.
1: And I had Pig. And I had Zack Snyder's Justice League, and I think that's about it.
0: Yeah, I also watched All That Jazz, which I'm gonna. I really want to watch hot. that movie. It was very good, but it's a little overhyped. I think I was expecting a five star movie. I gave it four stars. It was pretty good though. I watched Baz, some Baz Luhrmann. I watched Australia.
1: Yes, I saw you watch Australia. I'm glad we didn't choose Australia. We remember, we almost picked Australia as yeah. our movie
0: to watch one night and I, what do we end up watching? I think we ended up watching. Uh, we
1: ended up watching a couple episodes of David Letterman.
0: Oh uh, yeah. That was good. That was a good night. Uh, yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. But I watched Australia and that was really bad. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. I,
0: I I'm completing Baz Luhrmann's filmography and we will do an Elvis episode. We're going to do an Elvis episode. Of uh, course. This month. So I'm going to complete. And maybe if Gavin's down, we might have our first guest uh but yeah okay because I think Libby might want to be in a Baz Luhrmann episode I do you know who Libby Caldwell is on Letterboxd yeah
1: you, yeah we've talked yeah we've talked about him before
0: yeah she's like yeah other than Gavin she's like the only other person who likes all my reviews and we watch movies together sometimes uh <laughs> but yeah Australia was was uh not good it was not good uh but I do like Hugh Jackman's abs
1: you're not, yeah, okay.
0: That, yeah, one. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bob's Burgers, that was good.
1: That was good. Uh, Bob's Burgers Amour, was good. Amour was good, dude. I yes, we haven't talked about it. you. Finally watched a more, dude. I love yeah. that movie so much. This is actually
0: my second Michael Haneke film, I believe. I've only watched the Piano Teacher. I haven't watched Funny Games. Um, I think A yeah, is, my, is... is my only. Yeah, but I really enjoyed A More. Uh. What a film. Like it's so good. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, hot take though. Uh what did you give Vortex?
1: What did I give Vortex? Yeah. I gave Vortex a four out of five.
0: I preferred Vortex to this. Really? Yeah, Vortex uh okay. Uh I'm gonna edit this out, but Vortex is my number one in the air right now. For real? Yeah, I mean it's like close. It's like I keep switching between that and EAO. But but like right now
1: I wouldn't have expected that
0: I loved Vortex I think I gave it a 9.1 Well, that's good Yeah it was good I I enjoyed Vortex I I thought it was fantastic Probably one of my favorite No films I watched Inside And Inside was something else Still haven't seen it Wow I
1: still have not watched a single Bo Burnham special
0: yeah yeah and i watched crimes of the future uh the new one and i also watched the old one but the new one was really good uh it wasn't really good it was good
1: yeah i was about to say really good you gave it a three out of five
0: <laughs> yeah it was really really horny oh bet bro i'm not Just even joking. let me know dude. yeah i know have you seen crash no yeah it was pretty horny um i enjoyed it i was like yeah Good job, Cronenberg. Uh, Christine Stern didn't really do much for me in that movie, though. Uh, Vigo Mortensen was kind of just like there. I I don't know, I wasn't like super vibing with like all the acting. Okay, and I felt like I I also
1: watched the old crimes of the future. Is it like how similar are they? Not at all. Cool, all right, they're just the same
0: title, there's no like relationship to the films. That's weird. Yeah, I think he just I think he just liked the title Crimes of the Future and like was like, I already made a really bad movie called Crimes of the Future. It is a dope title. Yeah, Crimes of of the Future. That that makes me want to watch a movie. That's a good title. Yeah, anyways, but we're here to talk about one film. yeah And I think it's safe to say that we're both really big Alex Garland fans. Yep. Um I love Ex Machina, and Anhilla Nation has the only scene to come close to rivaling what is my favorite scene of the decade, which also is a movie that came out in 2018, uh, being Sorry to Bother You,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the bear scene in Annihilation is probably also top ten scenes of the last decade for me, and it. The bear scene is insane, bro. In that movie, I don't want to spoil Annihilation because it's a yeah. men reviewed, but uh, that that movie is on another level as well. But let's talk about men.
1: All right. I was I... I was so hyped for Men, like Ex Machina. You just touched on it. It's one of my favorite sci fi films. Like not just yeah. over the last decade, but it's just one of my favorite sci fi films in general and then annihilation was just such a good time weirdly you know like mm-hmm. annihilation is just it's it's a movie that i think i think about that movie probably like at least once a day you know and alex Garland's mind he's just like i'm i just felt like on a wavelength with him like I, I never even had to try and so when i heard that his new movie starring jesse buckley was coming out this year dude i was like i was i was all in like i i it shot up my anticipated list so fast. It was crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh Exact same for me. There wasn't many films I was excited for this year. Like, I think the only film like, I was like super hyped for was probably Disappointment Boulevard. But when I got, you know, a little bit of like, yo, new Alex Garland movie, I was like, okay, now I'm pretty hyped. Now I'm pretty yeah. hyped. New Alex Garland movie. So... It was pretty high up on my anticipation. I watched the trailer a ton of times because I saw it every time I went to the theater and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, it's time. It's time for men. I went in. Let's and go watch men. I was disappointed. It was... Yeah, you were. It was... I, I mean, I, I kind of expected it to be, you know, four stars like like his other movies. And I don't want to compare it to other films because it's just... I, it's his own it's a definitely a different piece of work and it's definitely yeah, that's something not that's not intent. what
1: that's not what directors make films for
0: yeah you never compare you shouldn't de- compare it to like it was a, it was his own individual piece it was his own individual beast it was yeah completely unique in all the ways both good and bad and yeah i'm excited to talk about it with you gavin so let me let, let's get it started With Alex Garland, how did what was that? What did you hear a beep? No, no, okay, (laughs) just get the moment. Yeah, (laughs) uh, yeah, How, how did you feel?
1: So, just getting our scores out of the way, you gave it a three out of five, I gave it a four out of five. Yeah, I thought that it wasn't as complex or wasn't as i'll get i'll give people this and it's why it, it is my least favorite garland film but it, it wasn't as developed the ideas that were being presented they weren't as com- complex or developed as they were in X machina or annihilation yeah but like i my eye i couldn't take my eyes away from the screen you know mm-hmm like Jesse Buckley's performance, I think maybe except for I'm thinking of ending things in Wild Rose. I think it's probably her third favorite of mine. And who's the actor again?
0: Ah, uh, Geoff Rush,
1: I believe. Jeffrey no, Rush? Rory Kinnear.
0: Rory Kinnear.
1: Rory Kinnear. He yeah, was... he plays
0: Geoffrey though. I-, I call this character name.
1: Yeah, he was. I mean he won't be he won't be talked about by the end of june like people mm-hmm. will forget will forget this movie probably but i'm going to be thinking about his performance or performances throughout the year
0: yeah i i think for me he was definitely to stand out mhm i was surprised by how good he was in this movie but yeah i guess men yeah alex garland it was it was well-directed. We got him. We got it was it was. Well
1: yeah, directed. well, I mean, I, to be fair, and even though I'm, I'm a Garland fan, I think that's yeah. just something that you should come to expect.
0: Yeah. I'm going to just read my review a little bit, like in a little excerpt from it. Horrific right. yet poetic. It is so clear that Alex Garland had a vision in his mind when he was making this and executed it so well. The direction is incredible, but I can't say the story impacted me in the way I hoped. And that pretty much sums up like the overall view of my thoughts. It is the imagery in this movie. Um,
1: it's incredible.
0: Breathtaking. Breathtaking. Yeah. Uh, it's just like scenes from a painting and so much symbolism. I The issue with it, though, is I don't know if it was really necessary. I don't know if the symbolism really added too much to the story in a positive way. Like, how did you feel about all the religious? the religious themes and the religious symbolism in the movie.
1: I mean, I loved it. I'm kind of like, my brain kind of works in the way of like, religion has always been super interesting to me. And I think because yeah. of how highly, and and I'm like just on a bear, just we're just, I'm just going to throw this like, in how highly society holds religion as like a, a core piece of its creation, you know, one of my favorite things is when artists of any medium take religion and they kind of like mess with it a little bit you know and they kind of they're kind of like they're kind of like what if like what if what if we did this with like a religious symbol and it's one of the reasons that i love so many movies and so many shows and so many songs and books and so forth it's just and so when i the religious symbolism in men i loved because it not only did it did it suit my taste but i think it made sense
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know I I yeah I think it worked for for what the character what the main character was going through. And I think I think I think I definitely got what the symbolism was trying to say. I don't think it was shallow is what I, is what I'm trying to say.
0: I think it was a little too on the nose for me. Like yeah? too much hair, too much there. Just a little bit too much on the nose. And are we talking about spoilers in this review or no?
1: Um yeah. You know, yeah. Okay, spoiler review. Yeah, spoiler guys,
0: back. just so you know, we're we're gonna be diving deep into this. So,
1: yeah. if, so if you
0: haven't watched it, I would recommend. If you haven't watched you Men and it. you
1: actually don't want to know what happens in Men, and just be like, in case you didn't want to see it in theaters, but you wanted to watch it when it came out, just if you don't want to know what happens, maybe in Men, come back well, to this
0: episode. Maybe yeah, uh, just maybe just come back,
1: watch it and come back.
0: Yeah, but oh my gosh, that
1: dude, the last it. twenty minutes. Image, in that
0: oh my gosh it was like i think was he trying to represent the birth of do you think he was trying to reference the birth of jesus
1: that's a good question i thought about that a little bit i thought i didn't think it was i didn't think the last 20 minutes with the men giving birth i didn't think it was I didn't think that was as religious as the as other symbol as other moments of symbolism. I thought that the men giving birth repeatedly to the yeah. same guy mm-hmm. I thought it was more so saying we just keep creating the same problems over and over again mm-hmm. you know and maybe they look different sometimes maybe they act different sometimes but in the mm-hmm. end it's always just the same guy and mm-hmm. then I I loved it and like it, it sealed the deal for me in the movie when the last guy that was born was her ex-husband.
0: <laughs> that was, that was insane.
1: I love that because then it's like, because yeah. then it's like, he, like, just, <laughs> oh man. It was so good. It was just, because then it was like, the current problem is, is the whole reason that, she's on this trip and the whole, and, like, and then just loops back around to his suicide and everything, and it was yeah, amazing.
0: That was the part, because, like, can we agree that editing was really goofy in this movie? Like, editing, like, was, like, shockingly goofy. Like, yeah. she'll just be, like, on the, she'll just be talking to, to what's his name? I'm so sorry, what's the main actor's name? Uh, Rory Kenner, and, like, mm-hmm. It was just like, shoot, like, like it was just cut back to the husband, like, free-falling. And I'm like, yo, what is this? Who edited this? Who is editor? Hold on.
1: It wasn't as subtle or as, it wasn't as subtle or like, as, um, as, like, you look
0: at Ex Machina. No, like, look at Ex Machina. And then look at this. The editing in Ex Machina is flawless. Flawless. Like, brilliant long takes. The cuts that are used in, like, fast succession are used to, like, actually exemplify the light of color and all the other aspects of the film. Yeah. The editing, to me, felt really choppy. And Alex Roberts, I actually haven't seen much of his other work. I haven't seen Heller, Heller Highwater. And I haven't seen the Hitman's Bodyguard. But We got to watch, we
1: gotta watch Heller Highwater. Do I? Yeah, dude. We got to watch that together. That's an I amazing. think that's
0: it's the great. only... I think that's the only 2016 Best Picture winner I haven't watched yet.
1: It's a great, it's a great movie.
0: Beth, Beth, not Best Picture winner, Best Picture nominee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I just... The editing gave me a headache in this movie. I was pretty exhausted by the end of it, honestly. And
1: Yeah, I understand that.
0: Yeah. It just kind of felt like I've seen a lot of it before as well. You know, I feel like A24, I hate to say it because it, they're probably my favorite studio, but I feel like they've been getting really safe. Like they know who their audience is
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they know what people expect from an A24 psychological thriller. So now when they're green line projects like this, it's like, you know, I, I, kind of expect, I kind of expect the third act to be really crazy. And yeah. I, I kind of
1: expect all these things now. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like when I watched when St. Maud came out and I watched it. And I think in my review, I said, I was like, it feels so good to watch an A24 movie where spoilers, it ends with a woman getting like a, a person getting burned again, you know? Yeah. It's like, how many times have we seen that? And, it, and it's great for a reason. And like, and directors can work, can use that in all different ways. But yeah, I would say mainly with horror, A24 has been getting a little formulaic for sure.
0: But that's why I think X was such a breath of fresh air when X yeah, came out X, this well, year. X
1: was really good. That's what that is. Why X I was, was like,
0: it was just like, not like other A twenty four horror movies. You know, you go in and I, like I went into X thinking it was gonna be something like Men. You know, it was gonna be A twenty four psychological horror. This old couple is gonna probably be terrorizing these people, and it's probably mm-hmm. gonna have like a mind bending third act. But no, it was like traditional horror. It was like it was like scares, it was seventy
1: slashers like down and dirty. And
0: it also had like a lot of like a little bit of a dramatic element to it. And that really got me. And I was like, yeah, X was really good. Um, I like, I, I was like really hyped for like what the future of a 24 could be in terms of horror films. If they find a good balance between like their psychological horrors, like men and Mitsumar and their traditional horrors, like something like, so I would say say mod is more traditional than psychological, like uh, like X or I don't want uh, yeah, or Saint Mod, like X or Saint Mod, and yeah. I think if they could find that like perfect balance, it would be really, really good. But yeah, it's like it's getting a little formulaic, like how we talk about like Marvel movies. It's like you know, like it's like formulaic. It's like they're doing like the same thing over and over again.
1: Yeah, and then, and then you know, and then well, that, yeah, that and then that's true. And every once in a while, one breaks the mold, like. Like the lighthouse did in 2019 Mm -hmm. where it was like this isn't even just horror anymore this is just like like it's just creativity it doesn't fit into a genre it's just it's it's like pure art just being made and men and men wasn't that men wasn't like men wasn't even the best thing that alex garland put out let alone a24 this year you know Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I think for what it was, and I think for the singular experience that it was trying to create, I thought men was really effective. I'm yeah. surprised it's so polarizing. I thought mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to be as divisive as it is,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I I expected it to be, to get, you know, I, I expected high threes probably, similar to Mitsumar's scores. Um like, this is before, like, even the reviews came out. Like, this is what, you know, I just expect that for, like, A24 horror movies, like, on Letterboxd, you know. High threes, yeah. probably. Um, when the reviews started rushing in, I was, like, people were, like, when Brat Pitt said Alex Garland's in his mother era, I was like, oh, boy. It's just, oh, is man. We gonna get a, are we gonna get a controversial film here? Is it, or is she just, or is she just capping, man? Yeah. But, no, she's right on mark. It's, like, lots of religious symbolism and uh some crazy stuff and it's like woman being terrorized and it's like yeah she's completely right Alex Garland is like kind of doing his take on mother a little bit not necessarily like I think they're both two very different films but in terms of like they hit a lot of similar themes and it's easy to compare the two but we're not going to do that don't worry guys Yeah. yeah
1: I, yeah, yeah, and, you know, I mean, it's difficult because Alex Garland was always a lot more science-oriented, and he was always a lot more um, focused on creating, like, a, a science, science fiction was always his genre, even with devs, like, his show Devs, which I haven't seen, um, Men was kind of the first thing where he was just, like, this isn't sci-fi, this is just mm-hmm. horror. Horror. With, it's just psychological horror and so it's kind of his first time doing it yeah and so you can you can kind of tell that but yeah I th- and i think this is a classic case where i have a, i kind of have a not, i wouldn't say it's biased but i have i have more of an affinity towards the director you know and like i said mm-hmm. like when i first watched ex machina i was already like i was already on the wavelengths like ex machina did, i didn't have to figure out why i loved ex machina i just knew why i loved it and so I think going into men, I was like, like from the start, I was like, yeah, I, I like I'm I'm with you. Like, I get I get what you're doing. And maybe the editing. Yeah, the editing didn't work for me 100 percent of the time, you know, but he is going through his mother phase mm-hmm. and it's just a divisive. It's a divisive time. But I want to rewatch it. I'm going to buy it on whatever. If it comes out on a Blu-ray or 4K. But you know. yeah, I am
0: gonna get the 4K release of that because although the editing was not my thing, the cinematography, my yeah. gosh, the scene when she's like looking into the tunnel, that scene is so well shot. My gosh, the color just comes out. That was really beautiful. And I recently watched uh his previous film, Anhill. Is it Annihilation? Anne Annihilation. Annihilation. Why am I I'm losing my mind. I'm okay. losing my mind. Yeah, I know. I watched it in 4K on Paramount Plus. And wow. Wow, wow, wow. That movie is gorgeous.
1: Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, it's, it's incredible what he's able to do. You know?
0: Yeah. Exactly. And I want to touch on Jessie Buckley. How did you feel about her performance?
1: Well, I thought. You know, she's one of my favorite actresses working right now. She, like yeah. Every every single movie that she comes out, she's now a name where if I see it on the poster, I'm like, I'm like, I'm there opening night, like easy. And she really blew me away. And I'm thinking of things. So like that was a performance that I just don't stop thinking about. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was really good in men. I thought given, okay, to be fair, there is a lack of development with her character. Yeah. But I think it's it. I think it's purposeful. I think, I can I think,
0: confirm that Gavin did watch Doolittle on opening night.
1: I, I did watch Doolittle on opening night. That's true. You know, yes. and I wish I didn't. There there are a lot of movies I wish I didn't watch opening night. I wish I didn't see Cats opening night. Straight up, yeah. I didn't have to do that. Clifford, that's also a thing. But yeah, you know. I think Jesse Buckley's character was meant to feel like every other woman. I don't think she was meant to feel like her own character. I think that was part of the symbolism. But I thought she nailed it. I thought she worked. I thought she worked the dialogue and she worked the stage directions very well. And it, there's a lot of room. Like there's a lot of room for surpassing. But I thought. I thought it was one of her favorite performances of mine.
0: Yeah. No. I. The more I think about, it, the more I hate her performance in this movie.
1: Yeah, see, yeah, it's exactly.
0: It's just it's just not even like my favorite Jesse Buckley performance. I think we have the same one is I'm thinking of ending things.
1: Yeah, which you should which everyone should watch truly
0: incredible. It's what a Netflix. performance.
1: Oh no. my gosh, every single scene.
0: Uh she is in and she delivers a really, really profound performance in that movie. It's heartbreaking, but also it's it's just mind-boggling what she's able to accomplish you know at her age in that movie this um it was just a lot of her saying what and a lot of her screaming (laughs) Yeah, with her with with that accent a lot of her being confused it just didn't feel like it utilized her range as an actress as much as i've seen her been used before being used before like just look at even the you haven't seen the lost daughter but in *The Lost Order, they use it really well, and they use it pretty sparingly, but it shows off a lot of her talent in that movie. Which is why I guess I just wanted more from this, especially from her, in *Men*. But I, I think it's more on Alex Garland's fault for why I wasn't as big as a, of a fan of Jesse Buckley in this movie as compared to some of her other roles.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, and you know, like that's—I think that's where the bullet is going to be bit for everyone. Where it's yeah. like, like I said, I think it was very purposeful that there wasn't a lot for her to do. I think the whole idea was just for her to feel like, for I think she was meant to feel like an empty canvas. I think she was meant for mainly women to just watch her and be able to put as much of themselves onto that character as they can. Yeah. But then, but then it's a double edged sword because what you lose when you do that is then you lose development. And then you lose the space for that performer to work in a way that makes it stand out. And so it's really just a, like, if you're okay with it, like what's your thing, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. But I do think that some of the scenes that she was in, um, I think the scene that really, that really, really affected me was, the scene in, in the end, I think her acting as well. We already mentioned uh, when the men are coming out um, of of each other and just like mm-hmm. birthing each other. Uh, her acting is really good in that scene. It's 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 probably the, my favorite scene in the movie, um, and I think she does a really good job of portraying what I think a woman who's experienced this kind of terror throughout this whole week in this cottage would. Be doing and i think uh alex garland did a really good job portraying that but yeah i guess my overall gripes of the movie is just as a little just too on the nose like the whole like men terrorizing like this woman and it's not enough not enough substance there for me to really appreciate the art as much as i have with uh, the garland movies
1: yeah, it wasn't taken to its full potential. I don't think. I think it felt I think by the end, especially like even though the last twenty minutes are great, I think, yeah, part of my my biggest problem is that it felt pretty rudimentary. yeah, if it, it felt like Garland was like just kind of inching his way through and he wasn't he wasn't really yeah. willing to explore everything. But I mean, maybe he'll explore these same themes in the future and we'll see it done a little bit more polished. But yeah, I'll agree. Like I, I rewatch Ex Machina. I would say frequently, and Annihilation. I think about all the time. I don't. I'm. I i do not think I'm gonna be rewatching Men in the same in the same vein. Mm-hmm. But I. I mean. I think the positives of Men. And I think. And I think, when I was in the theater, and I was just, it's not a movie. I don't even know if I can recommend. Can we recommend Men? Like.
0: I, I would recommend it to people who are fans of a twenty four horror. Yeah, like
1: I think I think you need to you like you need to have seen a lot of stuff.
0: Like if you've like if like you watched, if you watched Midsommar, and you've watched uh the witch, the witch, the witch. Yeah, and- and you've uh, watched xbox and all those films work for you xbox is not really horror but like it's 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 more sci-fi um and all this it's the same director and all those films work for you then yeah you will you probably could watch men and be like pretty happy with the end result uh I'll, i'll tell you my theater was was loving it though uh surprisingly i felt like i was the odd one out not because usually i'm the one in like these art house movies who's like super happy and like everyone in my theater like i remember um as it ended this guy was like what the f
1: <laughs>
0: i, I you know, really yeah no well he said he said the actual f word
1: yeah yeah
0: he didn't say what the f he said what the fuck i don't know are you are, are, are using explicit language on this podcast i don't
1: know maybe every once in a while
0: yeah, everyone's like, well, when we get into really, really heated debates, we'll curse at yeah. each other. But uh, <laughs> not right now. But yeah, no, there's like a big group of people who are just loving it. They're just loving it there. You could clearly tell that they were a 24 fans. And I, I was really happy with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that it was really well directed. And I'm glad that he, he, Al Garland had the, had the uh, intuition to like make a film like this with this kind of symbolism. But I do wish it was maybe better executed overall. I think yeah. if, I don't think all the aspects work super well together. Like the editing is was kind of subpar for like what I've come to expect from an Al Garland movie. True. And yeah I think some of the pacing could have been better done. Like I know I talked with you about it that I was like, kind of like looking at my watch, like looking how much time have I been here already? Um, you, you said you didn't have that urge at all, so I'd like to you talk a little bit about that. You didn't feel like there was any issues with the pacing. You, you felt like all good throughout the whole movie.
1: Yeah, I, I, felt like there was enough intrigue and there was enough, like, because like okay, and it, this kind of works actually in A24's favor with their formula, but it's kind of like okay, I know A24's formula. I know something's coming. And I I, like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get out of here. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to see what this is. I'm trying to see, you know, what's, what's being unraveled. And yeah, so I never felt, I never felt the urge to like look at my phone or anything. I just, um, I was just kind of along for it. And I was was like, this is a director that makes movies every three to four years. You know, it's a director I love and, you know, and maybe, and maybe, maybe I don't care about this character emotionally. Like I cared about other characters, but hmm I, I I wasn't checking my phone at all. No. No,
0: I mean, yeah, I think I I busted it out like once, just to like check the time. I was like, yeah, dude, it's been like maybe like it's been like 45 minutes. We still got quite a while to go. And I hate doing 9 movies. I hate, I hate but like the pace, I don't know, man. I just couldn't do it. And I and I feel like I know the A twenty four horror format. Probably, is it fair to say a little better than you? Like I feel like I've watched like so many of these films. Like I've watched Midsummer like five times, and like I don't know. I just wasn't feeling the pace of this movie. It just was not working for me. I was exhausted. That's fair. Like,
1: to be to be to be going quite fair, it. I would recommend. I would say Midsummer is just, overall I'm a more well-crafted film than this. Absolutely. Yeah. And like Midsummer doesn't. Midsummer fills its pacing a lot more. You know, yeah. like men men's pacing is it's not like I'm not gonna act like men's pacing is is faster in any way
0: yeah but like I don't know it's just like we you know it's just like Jeffrey Raw, rough it's like it's going nuts then we have the naked man then we have the kid outside of church and then we have the actual priest and then I at just some point I got like really exhausted I'm like how many more Rory Kinnear clones are we going to see before we yeah. just get to the point of the movie? And uh, I think I was just getting a little lost. So yeah. I think for me that's why it's like a 3 out of 5. It's it's good. I, I think the direction is what really carries it. Um, And that's why I'm like tempted to put in a positive score, but
1: it's closer to a 2.5 than a 3.5 for me. Uh, do you think it's a movie that you're going to re-watch to see if you form a different opinion or do you think you're yeah, pretty... Yeah, I'm going to I'll rewatch
0: it at some point, at some point, probably. I don't think I'll do it this year, but maybe next year. Um, Definitely before Alex Garland's next movie, I'll mm-hmm. try to rewatch it. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't say it was a film that really shook me like a lot of other A24 movies have. And I think it's also important to remember that A24 is not a person. It's a studio, yeah. uh, you know, like i remember when i was watching everything everywhere all at once and the a24 logo popped up and people just started clapping and i'm like (laughs) they're not clapping for the daniels they're clapping for the logo uh it's 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 weird uh that how how we kind of like glorify a24 in this way but
1: yeah isn't it weird how that happened
0: yeah it's like a24 like came from like this indie studio that could to like probably like the, the like the mainstream headline studio for like indie cinema and now like it has so much street cred you know everyone's everyone loves a24 yeah
1: yeah it's wild and just going back to the symbolism real quick because i I wanted to ask you I, like i didn't get to ask you before but we talked yeah. about religion like we talked about religion in film and we you and i both have a different very different relationship with religion yeah. And I loved the religious symbolism and I have, I don't have any connection to religious symbolism, but did, how did you, did you have any particular feeling towards the religious symbolism or any religious symbolism? Yeah. So
0: I guess like, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I go to church every week, you know? So I guess from my point of view, it was really on the nose. It wasn't something that really worked for me for most of the film. Um, and the only times where it really did was like, uh, the priest. Probably the priest scene was where it worked mm-hmm. best for me. Um, just because like, I I have encountered people who are like pastors or priests, people who are in power, who are supposed to teach you about God, and teach you about religion, and they criticize you and they gaslight you and they tell you that you're the reason for something bad to ha- happen and i think that was the only part which is probably it's it's that's like the least amount of symbolism it's like the most it was like where it was like actually being explicit as opposed to just being a symbol of the film
1: yeah
0: um where i really enjoyed it because it was actually talking about how religion really affects the person and how this person who's going to this church and is screaming and is obviously ha- struggling with their own mental health because she just had her husband commit suicide and she's obviously struggling um and this priest uh is blaming her for it it's it was a scene that really connected with me but like in terms of like the actual symbolism itself i would say like a lot of it didn't really work for me at least the only one that maybe did was perhaps ending but even that i'm still trying to work through my own thoughts with that you know because I really don't know what Alexander was trying to say with that. And maybe that's why I do need a second watch for the movie, because perhaps I will have a clear understanding of it, but yeah, the symbolism, it has its high points and it has a low, and it has its low points, but it's just not perfect. Uh, Obviously it never is in any movie, but it's not as good as I would have hoped if their whole selling point was on the symbolism of the movie. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you you enjoyed
1: it. I did, I did, and you know, I think that's like the thing is, I think Alex Garland he gets, um, and I think, I think it's the same thing with Ex Machina is like your relationship to the subjects that he's tackling. That's going to determine a lot of what your of of how your enjoyment of the movie is going to go. Yeah, you know, because he he doesn't he doesn't approach it more of like an objective thing. His... Would
0: you have preferred if it was more explicit like that pre-scene?
1: Would I would I have what?
0: Would you ever prefer if it was like more explicit like if it was like actually like a movie that was tackling religious religion as a whole as opposed to it just being symbolized and you know not really explicitly saying it but like showcasing it in that kind of way.
1: I mean maybe, I probably because that yeah. pre-scene I thought was really good. I thought it was one of the best scenes in the movie yeah and i think it's really effective mm-hmm. religion's involvement in men's treatment of women
0: yeah and, exactly
1: yeah and i think i would love to see a version of men where it was where it's where it's about that and not just men in general because it is it is kind of mm-hmm. dumb just to make a, a movie where it's like yeah of course there's a there's a horror movie in 2022 where men is the or vill- men are the villain you know because like the movie is pretty much just saying men bad yeah but yeah, and I I probably would have liked it more if if it was tackling more religion if it was more religious and cent- religion centric about it, you know.
0: I do think it's going deeper than just men bad. I've seen a lot of people make that take. Um, that it's like really just like men bad, women being terrorized. But I think Alex Island's intention with it was probably a little bit deeper than that. Um, just yeah. based on like a lot of the imagery that he used, that. I think he also just trying to try to show that remind me of her husband's actor, the, that, Oh, Papa Estudi. I'm so sorry. I'm terrible pronouncing names. Uh, But he, his character, I think was like, I don't want to say underdeveloped, but not one that really worked for me. I wish that we had more time tackling their relationship.
1: Yeah, um I agree. And
0: how perhaps the abuse started between the two of them. Just if because it yeah, like,
1: doesn't it doesn't really give you a lot of context.
0: Yeah, but like the scene where he just hits her. Mm-hmm. Um I think there's so much stuff that Alexander wants to leave up to interpretation. Uh, on how it got to that point that i wonder if the original intention of the film was just meant bad uh yeah
1: anyway that that felt very one-sided was the the flashbacks of the relationship it was impact it was it worked like just because the actors were so good and like i I wasn't rolling my eyes during those scenes but i was kind of like i was kind of like this would be a lot more like I, I would be actually thinking about this a lot more if they had shown me the full picture of what was going on and not just giving me a woman's reaction to a men's action, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you want to go into the outro?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure that's all we, that is that, uh, that's all we got to say about men.
0: Uh, yeah. Men bad, men bad, Woman good.
1: None bad. Woman good. Indeed.
0: Yes. Uh, actually, are you if, – if you wanted to rate, like, probably the keynote horror directors, you know, Alex Garland, Robert Eggers, and Ari Aster, like, of the mm-hmm. A24, like, horror directors, how would you rank them? They all have three films now. Well, Ari Aster's third film comes out this year, but
1: – I wouldn't consider um, – I wouldn't consider – um Alex Garland a horror director okay. but I'll put him third Ari Aster goes second and then Robert Eggers goes first to me mm. I think that Disappointment Boulevard could change that I think Disappointment Boulevard has the potential to be like White House kind of good mm. you know yeah but when I watched The Witch I was like that was like crazy for me and then it's, you know, and then you know what's weird? Have you like recently like looked at The Witch and then seen how much hor- horror after The Witch has been like influenced by it?
0: Yeah, dude. Um, I think Witch is like an incredibly influential movie. Dude. Um, I think that's why my respect for it has just grown over the years because I think originally yeah. when I first watched, it, I gave it like a three and a half. Um, but like now it's probably like high four. Like I mm-hmm. can maybe get myself going to four and a half at some point on my next rewatch, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, Honestly, although we're only reading Astor with two, uh, Astor's still number one for me. I, I mean, Astor's... number one for you? Yeah, Hereditary and Midsommar, I love both of those movies so much. It's just not even close.
1: Yeah, that's true. You do love Midsommar a whole lot.
0: Yeah, and Eggers 2, Garland 3rd. Garland isn't a horror director, like you said, but like... He he's getting there. I mean, I feel like ex Machina has some always theme- been
1: there's always been horror in, in his work. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's never been like explicitly like a horror movie. Men is like his first like tackle with like an actual horror film.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: But anyways, we are back. This is our second episode. Gavin, we did it. We made it to number two.
1: We did it. I yeah.
0: Know. We talked so- we,
1: we're men. We talked about men. <laughs>
0: men talking about men we did it so yeah um yeah i guess this is it this is it we are now retiring from film
1: now i'm going i'm actually i played everyone i'm i don't like movies
0: yeah <laughs> no but for real um i guess next week we're going to be doing uh gavin I think you're choosing. Are we, are we, doing, uh, are we doing Jurassic Park? Or are we going to do Jurassic World? Or are we doing uh, some other movie?
1: Both. We'll both have seen Jurassic World. I was thinking, since I'm seeing Crimes of the Future tonight and you've already seen it, I'm going to be watching a lot more Cronenberg films throughout the week. Maybe we could I also work, work like some, some Cronenberg in there. You know? Yeah, sure.
0: So I think we're going to do uh, next week, for next week's episode, uh, we'll probably be doing probably a mix of the Jurassic franchise. With some Cronenberg filmography, um, we'll see how it goes. You might separate it into two separate episodes, or we might just do one giant episode uh, of where just talk about all the movies. But yeah, it should be a fun one. So check us out, uh, Gavin. Where can the people find you?
1: At uh, what G said. That's where all my written reviews go. I'm trying to upload every week, or maybe you know I'm catching up, but I'm trying to get there. And if you're looking for more just like a casual, like you just want to see what movies I'm watching on the on the almost daily on Letterboxd, you can find me at Gavin Solinger, and I post like little silly, little silly one-liner reviews there. So that's yep. those are the places you can find me. Thank you.
0: Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at KK underscore reviews. And you can find me on Letterbox at Kazembi29KAZE. M B E two nine and you can find me on YouTube uh, at Kyle Flynn So thank you. Thank you so much for uh subscribing, following, and we appreciate yeah,
1: you. We hope we get more episodes, you
0: know. Yeah, uh maybe we'll we'll even make it to three. Maybe we'll okay. see. Uh but yeah, I'm so I'm so happy. I'm glad that Gavin is here. We get to do it together. Um having... uh so yeah men talking about men we did it uh
1: we so are hope you're happy
0: we will see you on a flippity flip uh, thank you so much for listening uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah. bye-bye